saying those two magic words that everybody loves to yell out. Say it with me, white maggot. Experiments again. How was uh, as your week, Jamie Wallace? It was good, Christopher. How was your weekend, oh, mate? It was fantastic with about thirty seconds to go. Mm. Mm. <laughs> oh, I tell you what, we um, we've decided the Melbourne Football Club are going to rename themselves the. We've decided not to call ourselves the Demons anymore because Demons are fearful. Uh, after the weekend's efforts, we have decided to call ourselves the Normans, the Melbourne Normans, um, in celebration of probably the world's greatest choker, Greg Norman. Uh, I think that just suits us a little bit better. <laughs> how, 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 well, actually, we should probably start the show a bit, yeah? Oh, I reckon we might. We might. We'll get to that in a minute. But yeah, just welcome everybody again. Round 11 is... Uh, in the books, as we would normally say. Once again, here with your host, Christopher, the CPEP 370-plus game legend of the East Keeler Football Club and the co-host with the most, the J-Dog, Jamie Wallace. We're here celebrating Football Lease Out, the greatest game in the world. You know it, I know it. That's why you listen every week. Uh, yeah, plenty, plenty. I would say a week's a long time in football. But uh, it's been a few days have been a long time in football because there has been news left, right and centre. One of those things has been Melbourne's uh, another choke on the weekend, but we've lost another coach. Uh, new coach has taken over as the honeymoon period kicked in. Score review was f- stuffed up again. China, really, who gives a shit? The GW, yeah, GWS. Oh, everyone cares about China. Everyone. <laughs> well... Maybe from a political standpoint, but not from a sporting standpoint. The GWS, are they the sleepers that, or are they just teasing again and last, but not least, I think the Brisbane Lions. Welcome to the jungle. Five goals down. What a win. Where do you want to start, big fella? Oh, okay. Where do we want to start? Look, you and I had a bit of a chat on Saturday night and you were dirty. You were, you were, you were dirty. You were sad. You were frustrated. Let's start with Melbourne. Okay. Where do you want to go? Because I'll put it this way. I was at home with uh, the family watching the game. Dad, mum, brother, sister-in-law, all, and, and Maya watching the game. We're passionate Melbourne supporters. We knew five minutes into that last quarter what the result was going to be. We knew it. I can I... I agree. At halftime, I was thinking, okay, Melbourne are putting on a score here. They're actually doing... Because the way that Melbourne have lost previously um, is first quarter really good, second quarter, a couple of goals. go they, they go scoreless, basically, for 30 minutes, and then you might get a fourth quarter revival, but the game's done. Um, I went to bed at halftime thinking... Oh, not to bed at halftime. I stopped watching at halftime thinking the game's done. And then I flicked back over for probably maybe three minutes like five minutes into the last quarter, and I saw that Adelaide had kicked a couple of quickies. And I thought, <laughs> oh, oh no, oh, oh no. And my first thought went to you, Peps. I've got it, you know, it, it, it about mates helping mates. And my first thought went to you when 
that role started? Oh, don't worry. We, we kicked our fair share. We kicked one goal late in that last quarter. We had nine scoring shots. Do you know how many they had? That being the Adelaide Crows? They had eight. No. They had eight. Eight scoring yep. shots to ours. Sorry, seven scoring, seven scoring shots to my wonderful nine. Now, it doesn't sound like much, but when you kick one goal eight in the last quarter and many, many gettables, once those points started piling on, we knew exactly what was going to happen. And uh, Choke Fest 2019 continued. That's the second time yeah. in three weeks. They did it against West Coast a few weeks earlier. Didn't kick straight. It cost them. It's happened again. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's the tale of our season. They play good football, let themselves down. And when they let themselves down, they let us down. Well. And they'd be burning. I, that, 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 that loss would burn more than the West Coast one, I reckon. The problem is, though, Peps, is how many times can Simon Goodwin say, we're going to learn from this loss, we're going to learn from it? It's, that's now, I can still, I think it's four or five times this season they've had the same sort of loss now. Yeah, we're learning with it. We're, we're learning not to overreact as we normally would. <laughs> we're learning how to, to cope with these losses. Uh, Jeez. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's tough. It's tough. It was, and it was interesting when you have a bit of a look at it, and I was listening to on the couch with Ruzi last night, and he was saying that you know, it's not about going after goal after goal after goal, practice after practice after practice, you know, having 20 shots of goal, 30 shots of goal, because that's, that's repetition. What it needs to be now is, because I thought that would have been what the issue is. They're not goal-kicking enough. But they might be goal-kicking enough, but maybe not under duress. So doing a 400-meter sprint, going back and having 30 seconds for a shot, I reckon that's where it is now. Yeah, look, I get what you're saying, but if you look at back in the 80s and the 90s with the real, I, I, the last of the good goal kickers. Yeah. But they, just, they just kicked goals after goals. That's all, they just trained goals. That's all yeah, they did. Fair enough. And I'll ask you a question. In, during the 80s and the 90s, Dunstall, Lockett, Modra, Lloyd, did you actually see them outside of the forward 50? No. No, of course not, because they didn't have to. But run. I don't, they there. That was the way the game was played. That a bad, I don't find that a bad thing. I think that more AFL teams should park a full forward in, in, in the 50. Yeah, but that stuffs up the defensive structures, as we know. And it's all about defensive structure and manic pressure, et cetera. It's not about kicking winning score anymore. It's actually stopping the other team from scoring. Which so have let's to be talk the... about Gorn. Let's talk about Gorn. That's oh, now... where, do you, where do you want to start? Well, I'm not going to talk about, I'm not going to talk about the 99% of the other stuff that he basically dominated. Yep. a junior ruckman. I'm going to talk about another goal, um, another opportunity to really seal it for the team and show that leadership. Uh, and I went begging again. Yeah, I wouldn't, worry, I wouldn't worry about too much. Look, he's not a goal kicker. He's not, you know, he was 50 out when he's had a ping. I'd be more worried about Tim Smith. I'd be worried about Garlett's drop mark, which was virtually on the goal line. That would have sealed it. That would have put a six, that would have put a six goals up. You know. uh, Wiedemann? Uh, yeah, definitely thirty-five. I I literally thought he would have had that. He's one of our best set shots. So I just think the pressure got to him. Um, you had Harms miss one as well too. They, like I said, we kicked one goal eight in that last, one goal eight in that last quarter. Yeah, so technically we kicked two goals too. Um. All right. So coming out of that, then the postmortem. What's what's happening down at Melbourne Land? Um. You know what? This is what's going to happen. They'll go out and beat Collingwood this week because there's no pressure on them. Lever mm-hmm. will be back. May will be back. Uh, Christian Salem will be back. So you've got three out of your best six backmen coming. Collingwood mm-hmm. aren't going to have a way to stop us. Now that Beams is out for weeks because of his hip, Melbourne will win this, Melbourne will win this week because there's no pressure on them. That's how Melbourne play. No pressure. They'll run to the finals and they'll miss by two games. I'm calling it now. Melbourne will miss the finals by two games. 
You reckon? I reckon. Just wow. record this. This this will be the stinger for this week's show. Melbourne will miss the finals by only two games. You watch. <laughs> two games is two games is a, is, a, is is a chasm these days in football. We, it, we missed like, we've missed the last three years on less than a game and half a game. Yeah, we're three goals. We're, we're three wins and eight losses at the moment. So I'm saying that out of the last 11 games, we should win. I reckon we'll end up with almost 10 wins. We'll win seven out of the last 11. That's yep. how confident I am. They'll win seven yep. out of the last 11 and end up two games out. Mm-hmm. There's no pressure on them, which shits me. And the worst thing that they could do is go towards the end of the year and sit there and go, you know what? We didn't perform too badly like the hollowness that Eston showed at the end of last year. Can't happen. Cannot happen. And if they do so, we deserve everything that they get. These are the years where they have to make the hard calls. I think Jones is virtually virtually gone. Yeah. Um, Lewis has have to have to be gone as well, too. Mm-hmm. And then they're gonna have to make some make some calls. You know, a call which I never thought, Tom McDonald, where do you play him? Yeah. I'm there seems to be a, there seems to be a bit of hate for um for Tom McDonald and a bit of um Oscar McDonald. Sorry more, so, sorry, more Oscar McDonald. Oh, yeah. But did you see the way that Jenkins... It, it was almost like when you get on those mechanical bulls. <laughs> Jenkins just Jenkins just took him to the four-line kick. That was just like... He's not a key backman. Yeah. He, well, do you, I, reckon, I reckon he'll be trade bait next. He'll be trade bait. Well, what about other, what about other players out there? Like, uh, I don't know. Let's put it out there like a Christian Petrarca. Could that be a trade bait? Oh, I could, but he was one of he, he actually played all right on the weekend. I thought he was really good, to be honest. You have a look at yeah. what he was doing around the ground. He he cops it every week. I keep talking about him and I want to move on to a different subject at the moment, but he cops it yeah. left, right, and center. But he's far from our worst. Far from our right. worst. But just even having something like, you know, Wiedemann came in, he wasn't supposed to play. He came in at the last moment because of Christian Salem. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I said, there, there's plenty of plenty of people that they'll be able to get rid of. You know, I'm looking at people like maybe a people I wouldn't have thought about at the start of the year, such as um, Neil Bullen might be one that might be going. Um, mm-hmm. The Wagoners might be another one to go. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't I've know. Got ask, yeah, I've yeah. got to ask, Peps. Uh, only because we're in a crazy state at the moment in AFL. Is Goodwin safe? Oh, yeah, he's safe. Yeah. Oh, well, for the, for the listeners out there, you can't see this, but Jamie has a, a Chinese flag in the back of his um, web... Web view at the moment. I think that's just representing the Port Adelaide, uh, China extravaganza slash junket, uh, which we'll get on to very Look, um, you can't have a guy that got to a team to a preliminary final last year and then, of course, he's safe. He's definitely I've got safe. Ask, I've got, I had to you ask know, the question. You know yes. what? You've got to ask the question and he's safe. I think that we just need to get some better assistance around him. I've said right. okay. it's, the same, it's the same group that took us to a prelim last year. All right. Who's not safe? Which coach is not safe? Which coach is gone, Peps? Which, which coach is gone this week? Well, how many teams How many teams left are there? There's 18 teams in the comp. There's only 16 coaches left. And I reckon there's another four coaches that will not be safe by the end of the year. All right. Let's talk about Bolton. All right. Um, oh, geez. How do you put this? Uh, personally, personally, like the guy. I reckon he's got a bit of a spunk about him, but he completely changed from when he first entered to how he exited. The coaching game just completely screws with you. When you've only mm-hmm. had four wins out of the last 
49, 50 games, you do have to, you do have to make a change. That saying though, getting rid of Bolton and keeping virtually everybody else at that club from a board level, recruiting level, etc. I would almost say he's a bit of a scapegoat for some past issues that have occurred. Because you have a look at their last four coaches. Their last four coaches were Brett Ratton, and they got rid of him after he took them to the finals, which was stupid. You had uh, Wayne Britton as well. And then they had two of the best senior coaches of virtually all time in terms of Dennis Pagan and Mick Malthouse, and they couldn't do anything with this club. Hmm. Now, Brendan Bolton, yes, he was the figurehead. He was the guy who made the changes, etc. Stephen Silvani was the one who recruited this list. And I saw a really good, a really good tweet. You know, when you see a tweet and you look at it, and there's a lot of shit on Twitter. Let's be frank. But you get yeah. that one tweet and you look at it and go, "That's gorgeous." I can't remember the gentleman's name. Didn't really matter. But he said, "Silvani has uh, brought this ingredients list together." He should, be, he should actually be the one who has to try and make a meal out of it and cook with it. And I thought that was perfect. He should be the one who coaches because he's put this list in place, which Bolton could only do his best with. They've got rid of him, but the president's staying on. Sauce is staying on. The recruiting staff are staying on. These mm-hmm. are virtually staying on. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's, I don't like using the word, but fair. Two weeks yeah. ago, they said he was going to stay. Two weeks later, they've booted him. Yeah. Two-faced support, on my eyes. Where did you see it? Can, well, look, a couple of points I want to make on this. That press conference yesterday was the most awkward thing I think anybody could ever go through. Let me put it this way, Chris. Would you ever sit next to a boss that explains to everyone why they decide to fire you and how they decide to fire you and those decisions that made them lead up to the point that they're going to fire you. And then you have to, Chris, as now the fight employee, give a Carlton spiel of a press conference. That's that, that was, that was a weird one. I'm, that was really strange. Look, um, I, I didn't see the whole press conference. I must admit, I, I, I was at work at that particular time, but I did have a bit of a look afterwards. I did find that kind of strange. Look, as a, as a supporting a club that's maybe once or twice in its uh, last 10 years sacked a coach, I see many press conferences where coaches have uh, been let go. And I think the one they did with Dean Bailey was the best. What they did was the club, the club went out and did their statement. Mm-hmm. Dean Bailey came out and did his statement. Mm-hmm. And they supported each other. If, if, mm-hmm. And it was the best one I've seen because they both gave almost a pat on the back to each other, but they knew that it just wasn't tenable any longer to yep. sit there and have a guy virtually smack your ass in front of the entire media and AFL landscape. It just goes to show the way that clubs run. Yeah. Second point I want to make on, on Carlton, if I can. Yeah, go for it. The people out there who think that Brett and Radden is ever going to return to that club. You are freaking delusional. He was fired by these people who are still working there. Why would you ever go back to a situation where they let you go when you had a win-loss record that was in the 50s, taking them to the finals, as you've said, Peps? Yep. What would ever drive you to go back into that toxic club with that toxic level of board and support? Well, Why he, would you? Well, he was there for, he was there for six years. Mm-hmm. 
He took over as a caretaker coach, I think, over from Wayne Britton in 2007. Yeah, correct. Coached 120 games, finished with 60 wins, had a percentage of 50.4, and his ladder positions were 15th in the the six games he took over. His first full Mm -hmm. year was 11th. He then took them to 7th, 8th, 5th, and just missed out in the uh, his last year, which was 10th, mm-hmm. and they sacked him. Yeah. Third point, I want to make about Carlton Peps if I can. Enough is, mate. Yep. Third point, they've come out yesterday after sacking the coach, which they all got behind and gave the big thing two weeks ago, saying we are fully behind him and the plan. They've come out and said, we've sacked their coach, but we are still committed to this plan. I don't know about you, but if you've sacked a coach and you're sticking with the same plan, you're you're delusional, mate. You're delusional. You're delusional. Because let's face reality here. They've got to probably win five or six, maybe seven or nine games this season just to avoid giving Adelaide the number one pick that, in the oh, AFL draft. That is the greatest, isn't it? So, so Adelaide could potentially play finals. Yes. They're not going to get a great draft pick. But based because of Carlton's, let's just say, it's stupid, yeah, stupidity and thinking that they were better than they were, mm-hmm. are going to hand the other club... Mm-hmm. Pick number one. And they reckon the guy who's going to be picked number one this year is better than Walsh that Carlton picked up. Mm-hmm. Adelaide must be just laughing weaker. Every time that they lose, they must just sit there and go, how good is this? We don't have to be shit and we still get number one. <laughs> they, theoretically, you know, what, you know what Adelaide could do if they were smart? If they see a couple of Adelaide kids that are not too bad, if they were cluey, they would split that number one draft pick up until a couple first rounders. Mm. and take two bites of the cherry because between one and 10, much of a muchness, to be honest. So what would you want? Would you rather take two bites of that cherry or, you know, the number one who's going to have all the pressure on him? Yep. Yep. Because number three, I was number four point on my Carlton thing is if they said they're not going to change the plan yet Bolton didn't win enough games this year. Then how many games are they expecting him to win next year? For this brand new coach coming into the system, ten games. You know what? If you, oh, look, if you're a coach taking this mob on, you would be saying, "I want a guaranteed four year contract." None of this year after year rollover bullshit no. that they've been going with. Yeah. Because who's to say that if I do year on year and I'm going to get the chop? And if I was David Teague, who's taken over, I wouldn't do it. I'd go to another club. I, I yep. would, unless unless you're someone who's unsackable, such as maybe a, a Ross Lyon, who's apparently had a meeting with Sauce today. Mm-hmm. What, what would you, if you're a brand new coach, you are, you're dead man walking. You're walking to the gallows going to Carlton yeah. at the moment because yeah. you've seen what they've done. Their list is not that good. I thought that they'd be in a better position than what I, than where they are right now. And I think you would have as well. Yeah, simple, easy. Yep. They maybe have just overrated their list. I think there's a lot of clubs at the moment who think their lists are so much better than they are, and it's yeah. showing on it's showing on the ladder that the that they're not. It's as simple as that. But, 
this is a Carlton problem. They got rid of Ratton because they got this idea in their head that they were definitely a premiership contender. They got rid of him to get a, a premiership coach in. Um, they keep selling to their members and, and, and this little devil on their shoulders, the board level, says that their, their, their list is way more closer to a premiership than what the reality is of that list. And they keep making these decisions based that they think they're way more advanced than they actually really are. They need someone in there, and I know he's never going to do it, almost like a Paul Ruse type figure. And I know we kept going back to him as, as, as the coaching example, but someone to actually sit these people down and say, you guys are stuffed. Like you guys are, you guys are now only probably one year into your 10-year journey. You need to probably look at, at everything top to bottom, not just the list, but from the CEO right down and then start. Oh, they need to make some massive changes. Um, I don't think the CEO, because the CEO's only been there for a couple of years. He was, I think he started, Kane Little started uh, after Bolton came on board. Mind you, I did mm-hmm. play football against Kane Little when he played at Avondale Heights or at East Keeler. He was a beast, absolute beast, and a hairy beast too. So it looks like he's been uh, getting some uh, wax work on the rig. <laughs> he was, he, he was, he was losing the feathers up top when he was uh, playing a little bit, but he was only there. Brad Lloyd, uh, another guy that I went to school with as well too. Absolute superstar. He's only been there less than years uh, as the, uh, the football director. Now, yeah. no, last year, he got the job last year. Wow. Um, so he's only been there a small amount of time. I think the, I think the Dudichet was the one who hired him and now his fighters. I reckon he's maybe the one and the board as well. The board have to have a good hard look at themselves. You know, you've yep. also got, you know, one other thing moving on, Robert Walls. Remember, Robert Walls is supposed to be as an, an advisor to Bolton. Mm. Sitting in that coach's box with him. How much influence did he say have in chopping him? Was he there from yep. the board's perspective or was he there to help Bolton? That's never come out. There's a lingering no. question for you. What was his role in all of this? Yeah. Yeah, I just, yeah. Anyway, I, I think what you said, is, I think what you said is right. Bolton... Seems like a nice fellow. He seems like a great bloke. You know, maybe he's just a, a better assistant coach, and that's absolutely fine to be an assistant coach and be and, and run, run run a smaller team as opposed to the whole thing. Um, because he's apparently walked straight into a Richmond job. So I mean, he's still highly regarded out there in the industry. I'd have him. If you hear it, they talked about his story a little bit today on the back page before we started today, and it was pretty much he walked up to Hawthorne and said, "Listen." I love coaching. Give us a give us a one week trial to see what I'm like. He was there for a week. I loved him and ended up getting an assistant role, assistance role, and ended up being in a couple of premierships. Yeah, some people are just made to be coaches, and these days senior coaches are just not about you know moving the spin and the magnets. And there's the man management. There's so much involved with it. Look, I, I yep. envy every dollar that they earn, but good luck having a family. You can understand why Brad Scott chucked it in after ten years. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, so where to, where, where to next? Um, well, if I just want a couple of things. We mentioned you know what clubs are in trouble. We know mm-hmm. North need a new coach. We know mm-hmm. that um, Carlton need a new coach. Other mm-hmm. ones that may need a new coach, Fremantle. Ross yep. Lyons will be there until the end of 2020. Now, if Carlton offer him a plum job, mm. you know, due, due to, you know, if you go through uh previous history what he did with St Kilda he'll 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 go I'd also have a look at your mob Port Adelaide he, big Ken, time big Ken's not safe we know that for certain 
definitely. Uh, Alan Richardson at St Kilda, he's not safe. He's got a couple of big weeks coming up. He's yep. got a week against. Um, he's got. Uh, oh, he's got the bye this week, so he's going to win that one. But the week after mm-hmm. that, they play the Suns in Gold mm-hmm. Coast, which the Suns mm-hmm. are push over these days. And they're heading into round 14. They've got the Lions. He has to win one of those two games where he's definitely going to be on thin ice. And mm-hmm. John, John Worsfold as well. Yep. Down at Essendon. Things aren't going, down, going well down there either. No. Yeah, they did beat Carlton on the weekend, but that wasn't exactly a game that you'd want to watch. You know, that's the game that you'd want to show to people. You know when they, put, when they torture people in those uh, army camps? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the game that you show them to torture the living crap out of them, I reckon. That Carlton Essendon game. Look, putrid, putrid wouldn't describe the quality of that game. For the for the mental health, I hope I do hope that Carlton gets some some that those young players get a space to breathe exactly. um, and probably enjoy their footy again. Exactly right. They they're going to have the week off. I think um, well this week they're playing. They've got playing Brisbane at home. Yeah. I can't say they're winning it, but at least come out and show something. We saw that happen with North. Let's move on to North. Because mm-hmm. we saw that, that Scotty pulled the pulled the pin the week earlier. Reece Shaw's come in. And once again, the honeymoon period. Put your house on it. There was a guy who put 56 grand on North winning on Friday night. And he's laughing all the way to the bank. Because once again, new coach is going to bring out a great result. And they've come out and smashed. Smashed Richmond on that Friday night by the tune of 37 points. And, and yeah. Sorry, you go. I don't know if you watched it, but I... Had a bit of a look at that, and they were they were all over him like a rash. Yep, they were herpes. Good pressure. They were herpes. Nothing yep. was getting rid of that. Absolutely. Nothing. It just goes to show Richmond that they're they're not traveling well at all. No, but I think it also says speaks volumes to when you play the players in their position. Magic can happen, Peps. Magic, ma- magic. magic. Imagine. But it doesn't even have to be in their position. Just let them play. Don't overcomplicate yeah. it. And I think the game these days is way overcomplicated. You, you, you've been around long, you know, just as long as I have on this great planet of ours, enjoying the superstar game of what we've got. <laughs> but, you know, you look at Cameron Zerha. You know, you know, oh. that, oh, he had 11 tackles on the weekend. He had 11 disposals, oh. 11 tackles. Yeah. yeah. Where, where'd that come from? Yep. You don't mess with the Zoha. Vintage Zebel. Vintage Zebel. Polak looked freer than he's ever been. Cunnington just held them down. Benny Brown probably had the best game of his maybe last two or three years. Easily. It's Easily. Just, they just look like, okay, guys, just go out and play footy. Yep. Todd Goldstein's gone out and had 28. When was the last time Goldie had 28 in a game and looked like he was enjoying himself? Yeah. It's been a yep. long time and... You do look. You hear the same voice time and time again for you know a number of years. It is going to get stale. The message is going to get stale. That's just the way it works. But you know, if, apparently Reshaw just kept it simple and goes, "Guys, do this, this, this. The rest is virtually up to you." Look what happened. They did go for Palmers and Potts on the Tuesday night, didn't they? That week, bloody oath, they did. And I think what they did was that they watched what uh, Dale Thomas did the week before on the Friday night. <laughs> That, that that was the benchmark. We're not going to do that. We'll have a couple of Palmers, a few pots, get together as a group and just enjoy each other's company. 
they go yeah. out and like at one stage I'd look at that scoreboard going, is that like am I in the right year? Is this is this north? Well, that third quarter they just accelerated, oh. didn't they? That third quarter, they've kicked they've kicked six straight. Yeah, six straight. They've kicked six straight. They've kicked nine in the second half, nine goals, two in the second half. That's some good kicking compared to three goals, five. Once again, points, you know, the best pressure you could have is scoreboard pressure. Yeah. Yeah. They've yeah, been irrelevant. Agreed. They've been irrelevant for a long time, North, and I hope that's the start of something. But once again, you know, no matter how big the kangaroo is, they just can't get the net big enough to catch the big fish. <laughs> so you wonder now, with, you, now you wonder with a different coach, is the big fish going to be something that he looks at? Do they decide to go, but it's, you know, this time next week when we come back, I want us to have a chat about North and how they went in the second week. Okay. Okay. Now, the only issue with that, though, is uh, are, they, are they playing this week? <laughs> Which could be a bit of an issue. Oh, see, they play Gold Coast at Metricon. Yeah. yeah. Again, that's not easy. So we could be sitting here going, the honeymoon's already over after two weeks for Reshaw. But good on him. Good on him. He's, he's just, he's put his hand up. He's taken it on. And he can only do with what's in front of him. And he's gone out and beat him. It's great to see. Yep. Yep. Um, something else that popped up was, well, let's, you know, we've had a chat about my mob choking. We're not going to go about <laughs> that. Uh, different type of choking, more about the oxygen and the stuff <laughs> in China. Uh, the Who Gives a Shit Junket, otherwise known as uh, Port Adelaide's venture into China. Is this the fourth year that you've done it now? Fourth, yeah. Fourth year. Yep. Massive crowd getting bigger and bigger every year. Apparently there were 9,412 that were there. I actually think that was the number of empty seats that I saw at the game. Um, <laughs> and what cracks me up even more is the fact that they, they're saying that the crowd would have been bigger if the bus companies had taken a lot of the supporters to the correct stadium. Yeah. I mean... Have you been to China before? Um, well, not not voluntarily, no. No. <laughs> um, it's a weird place in terms of... I, I reckon that the bus driver... This is my experience of China. You go anywhere on a bus and you're a tourist, you probably have to stop by at some oyster farm or a silk farm and run through the shop to buy some absolute bullshit before they take you to the next place. Uh, That's what happened, Pips. Well, they do the same thing to, in Melbourne. They went to... Went to a jade place and then they're going to make their way onto the game. But yeah, no, that wasn't good. But this, this, this is a point they want to make. No one would, even in Melbourne, would turn up to this game. So what's the difference? Cash, there is none. cash mate. Cash. It's all about the cash. That's all it is. Yeah. The cash. Millions of dollars to St Kilda for selling their home game. Not that I think their members care because. Members aren't going to go watch St Kilda at the moment. Well, the players don't care, so why would they? <laughs> um, and in terms of the game, I mean, that's that's what Port can do when they put it together and they're allowed the space to do it and St Kilda just didn't look interested. But a couple of points. I saw the photo of Jaron, uh, what's his name? Jaron? Jaron? Jerry, yep. Uh, post his scar. Yep. Before the game. That didn't look healed properly. I wouldn't be running around the China field with that thing running around. No, no, not, not at all. Not at all. And look, I just want to make a point about that scar. That's what happens when you play a brutal team like the D's. That's what potentially could happen. <laughs> so, you know, 
maybe maybe we should have like baby on board on the back of our jumpers because we are <laughs> you hit us you're in trouble so that and then he broke his ankle but i mean um the, the game was uh, 70 points in the end st kilda were an event that's all for st kilda they they're, they're just they're just you know they the crack- started they started good, but they're just falling in a heap. Yeah, it cracks me up, right? So the biggest thing about that game is that it was... So they sold their home game. This just goes to show how much you've got the AFL and other clubs around your little finger, your Port Adelaide. They sold their home game. Mm-hmm. So it, it technically was St Kilda's home game. Is that correct? Yep, correct. Yet as part of the deal, Port Adelaide are the ones who have the full pre... Pre-game, post-game, mid-game, uh, entertainment. All so, the trimmings. So yeah. that uh, never, never tear us apart. <laughs> that never tear us apart. <laughs> the song before the game uh, was allowed to be because people were like, hold on, that only happens at Port Adelaide games. Why was it played at Takahashi Stadium on the weekend? <laughs> <laughs> and no one knew. And then they found out, no, when you sell the game, you sell everything. You get the money and that's it. You don't even get yeah. to wear the white short at your home game. They got sucked in. Sucked sucked in, in round eye. Sucked in. So yeah, that was a bit weird uh how all of the all of the fanfare of all five people at the stadium did now, did you see the game did you watch the game did you? No, I didn't have a passport. Ah, you didn't watch the game. I told you because they're going to play in a castle and they did. You missed the Oh, castle. sorry. No, no. I have seen the castle. I have seen the ground before. It is... Take the shit game out of it. From a aesthetics perspective, you, you can only watch the game from a zoom in because that's clear enough to see through the fog. When they do like the, the landscape shot, <laughs> you can see the, you, can, you can see the stadium. It's, I'd actually love to play there. I reckon it'd be awesome. Yeah, it's different. It's different. But you know what? It'd be like playing up at Gold Coast. Empty stadium. Yeah. Yep. It was empty. But anyway, but so really, that, 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 was, that was good. Why would you waste your time? Like, I know Melbourne wastes their games up. Well, not waste their games. They're trying to build a community up there in the Northern Territory. I don't know why they've done it for money reasons, etc. I get that wholeheartedly. Uh, and, you know, we don't play too badly up there, which is okay. But why would you go all the way to China? 10 hours on a plane. Simple. Oh. Cash. Simple peps. It's for the cash. It's cash and people like St. Kilda and Port Adelaide and those teams, we don't get a chance to get the big corporate dollars like the Melbourne teams do. So we have to find other ways of doing it. Yeah. And since you can't put any tarps on the uh, Adelaide Oval because you'll cover... It kills the, us. Kills, kills us. The tarps, mate, I tell you. They've got to come back for heritage round. Heritage jumpers. <laughs> heritage, you need to play with tarps everywhere. That'd be awesome. We- Primus in the, bo- in the in the box. Oh, stop it! Kale Morton running away from. Uh, oh, jeez, that would be fun. Oh, I'm just good days. thickening up just thinking about it. Um, hey, <laughs> um, Brisbane Lions, can they? Can uh, are we at the point now that they're just not surprising us anymore? No, because I said to you they're going to do this. I told you this. What last you week? You never listened to me. I do. No, nah, you don't. Hang on. Let me just... Yeah, no, it's on. It's on. I'm just checking to see if it's on. You're not listening. I told you, Peps. Yep. They are going to be very hard to beat up there. I said this five weeks ago. And you didn't believe me. You didn't believe me. Oh, look, I, look I'll, be, I'll be frank. I did believe you. 
I just didn't think that they've been able to do what they've done over the last couple of weeks. Two games, I think, almost in a row where they've been five goals down. Mm-hmm. And they've come back. Like, they, they weren't five goals down halfway through the game. They were five goals down at quarter time. Yep. Uh, they, they have got, you know, what, what Fagan and Hodge have done at that club, they have turned that place around. That has been, like I said, it's, it's, it's welcome to the jungle, baby. Mm. And the Lions have fun in games. I don't want to be playing any games there. We play them in a couple of weeks up there in Brisbane. And I ain't looking forward to it. No, because these shivering cold Victorians go up there and play in the heat. And it's the second half of the game where that heat really starts to seek into the body and boom. Yeah. You've got no you've got no petrol tickets left and here they come. They are just a good team. Like they're they're quali- they were saying outside of a outside of a Collingwood game, that was the biggest crowd that they've had at the Gabba for yeah. quite a number of years. So that just that just shows that, you know, the Queensland market, they love a winner. They and love you watch and you know what? And even the Gold Coast crowds, even though they haven't been getting the wins as much. Even their crowds are starting to get a little bit more as well too. So the, the Brisbane or the Queensland, Queensland groups, they do, they do get behind, you know, successful progressing teams. I like it. Yeah. I like it. No one gets behind North or St Kilda. So be it. Because nah, they're shit and, house. And Sydney, people still go to the Sydney games, but once Sydney turn crap, you watch them all fall off. And there's even people turning up the GWS games. So it's good to see these teams get traction. Um, but once again, at the expense of the Melbourne clubs. Yeah. But yeah, they are, they've got some Harris Andrews down back. Tell me what he's got. When was the last time a Brisbane Lions player made all Australian outside of Dane Zorko? Um, heaps back in the, back in the early two thousands. Yeah, exactly. In, in the early two thousands, but not in the last 10 years. They could have nah. a couple this year. They could, would you say Eric Hipwood's the next Buddy Franklin? No. No? No. Nope. No. 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 Th- I think Buddy Buddy just Buddy just tore the game apart in his second season and then has just done it week in oh sorry, week season in, season out. Yeah. He's, I think Hipwood's oh, not the same. He's gorgeous. I love watching him. I love watching his wife too. Um Buddy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Jacinta, oh, stop it. Uh, but yeah, no, he's, he's, but he, I was having an argument with my brother on Saturday night because he was saying that, you know, oh, Buddy doesn't take marks, he doesn't take pack marks. Like, why would he need to? You get the ball in his to. hands anywhere within 65 metres and if he gets on the left hand, left foot, oh. start jogging back to the centre because that's going through post high. He is, yep. he is probably the, one of the best players I've ever seen. Yep. Oh, it's just, um, nah, he's, he's one of the best. Oh, yeah, but... He does it so often. You know, th- there's, there's a fluke, there's an ass, but when you do it time and time again, year after year, that's serious talent. That is serious. Yeah. So, you know, good on him. Oh, good on him. But yeah, Lions, jeez, mate, th- they could be pushing top four by the end of the year. They've still got quite a number of games at home and their draw's pretty good as well. Yeah. Why can't they be the next Richmond or the next Western Bulldogs? There- there's no reason why not. Someone has to win it. Why can't it be them? Yeah, I'm... I'm if they make the finals, that's good. I'm I'm happy for that because they've had a pretty rotten rotten run the last sort of five years. Yeah, but look outside of that though, I think there is a team that they they're starting to they're starting to really get some traction, like really starting to to purr along nicely, and that's GWS. I know we've been saying it for a long time, but they're getting a good mix. 
of their experience into the team. They had quite a number of injuries for quite a long time. They're starting to get them back on the park now. Yep. Two weeks in a row, they decimated Melbourne. They went up there and decimated, um, going back home, decimated Gold Coast. Whew, I'll tell you what, that, that, that is one team. You know, they've got a corker of a game this week. If they beat Adelaide in Adelaide, they're setting themselves up not just as a top four, but top two. And if GWS get to play finals at home, which they will, watch out. Yep. Yep. I totally agree. I think that GWS now have got that perfect age profile. They've got, you know, they're averaging 100 games across the field, which means they've had, you know, three, four, five seasons now together. Um, yeah. I, what, what else can you say about this team? I mean, they've just got stars in every line. Their skills are pro, across all the lines are probably unmatched in any other team. Yep. It's just whether or not they've got that, that grit that some of those old traditional clubs still have. That's yeah. the only thing holding them back is, is, uh, is, is that little bit of grit. Yep. Um, but yeah, I just, I just think that, you know, from an age, from an age de- demographic, yeah, they're, they're sitting nicely at the moment. They are sitting nicely. It's just, it's, it's really nice just to sort of see clubs. Just, oh, how can I say it? You, you want clubs to, to succeed. And mm-hmm. I really do want this club. I want GW. I would. Oh, look, I'd love to see GWS win it. I would because they have been a good team, but they've just been too young for quite yeah. a time. And it'd be really nice for them to be able to to see it. Yeah. What do you reckon? Yeah. What do you reckon? No, I'm 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 with you. Look, I, the fact that if GWS win a premiership, I mean, you're probably more in the thing of yes, I want to see them win one. I'm, I'm. I still think this was. Um, hugely unfair to the teams, particularly Port Adelaide, when they got all their draft concessions and took all those top kids that should have probably gone to those teams um, that are still languishing now a little bit. Yeah, we've spoken. So whether they we've spoken, not, we've spoken. We have, we've spoken about it. But so whether or not they win a premiership or not, I don't really care because I still see this team as having a massive unfair advantage to um, all, all, all but the top four or five teams um, at that time. Yep. No, fair enough. Total, totally get it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not too sure. I, I, look, I, I, I really do hope that they're, they're going to get close, but, um, from an age perspective, like they're, they're, they're sitting, they're sitting in a really nice slot. Jeremy Cameron. He's just, yeah. I, well, I saw him live a couple of weeks ago, mate, that bloke's got talent coming out of his skin. <laughs> he is just, he's a freak. He's a freak. And then you got, you got Himmelberg. Then you got Toby Green. And then you yeah. have Finlayson, who's Finlayson. Who, who was a bloody backman, who's now gone down to the forward line. Yeah, they've got more avenue. They've got more avenues than the Melways. Yeah, the goal. No, they're 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 a good. <laughs> you look. You just look at their team list, and you're like, "Jeez, there's not there's not a bad player in that team." And and you know what kills me? And it, it, I don't know if it, if you're the same, but what kills me more than anything is okay. Yeah, let's just say uh, Cornelio decides to go. They're going to get two first-round picks for him anyway. Yeah. They just top up again. Yeah. They just top it up. Happy Gilmore. They just top it up. Just top it up. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, I love how they do it. Just good on them. Good on them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we have to, th- I've, I'm actually going to be doing this week's fry pan. It's time for the fry pan time. Oh. Yep. Now, I want you to add, add a bit of this because we okay. went to the footy earlier this year. 
Mm-hmm. And so I just want to, I just want everyone to think, you know, just to close their eyes and, and picture themselves at a game sitting in the crowd. And we're not talking a crowd of a hundred or 200 people at uh, a typical St Kilda game, but we're talking, you know, thousands and thousands of people who are there. They've worked hard all week. I've got my eyes closed at the moment. I'm just, you know, I'm just sort of feeling this. They've worked hard all week to make a living, bringing, you know, getting shelter from the rain and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> and they're at the game and they're, they're all that frustration and everything that's been pent up inside of their bodies. In that two and a half hour window, they're given the opportunity just to let it all out by saying those two magic words that everybody loves to yell out. Say it with me, white maggot. White maggot. <laughs> and we know when we say white maggot, we're focusing on the umpires. Well, you could have smacked me over with a feather when I heard on the weekend that a Richmond cheer squad member has been banned for three weeks now, I just want to put this in perspective. Gary Ablett put his forearm through three people's heads and got one. He got three weeks for yelling out, and I say this, in a, in a cheer squad at the end of the week. Had a hard week on the tools. He's got troubles at home. The kids are annoying him. His team's getting beaten. There's been another dodgy decision, and he's yelled out, you green maggot. And he's been suspended for three weeks for that. My God, is there anywhere now where political correctness has just not taken over the world? If you can't yell out green maggots or green idiots or just idiot or whatever it might be, because you're talking to the umpire, not the person themselves, you're in the heat of the moment, you let it out. It's like a sacred, it's like the cone of silence from Get Smart, the footy. You can say whatever you want, but you know once you leave, you've got to go back to the real world. Three weeks for that? Oh, if you, I don't know. Have you ever sat in a cheer squad? Yeah. Yeah. I'm tipping green maggot would probably be the cleanest thing to come out of those cheer squads. Just anywhere on the ground, that's probably a cleanest thing to hear around. Am, 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 I, am I right here to say that, like, really? Yeah. Who, do, who dobbed him in? That's the thing that strikes me is who dobbed this bloke in? If it was their own squad, mate, go and find a new club. Come over to Melbourne. We love yelling at you can even yell green maggots in a blue red and blue maggots if you wanted our club you could, you could say ken hinkley you know ken magnet whatever it might be come on can't we just freaking yell abuse and just know that there's no malice in it it's just getting it off your chest i agree i agree i'm not i'm not i'm with you peps i i think that it's probably the least offensive thing you are ever going to hear at an afl game Shit, if you get three weeks for that, I'll get life for the, some of the stuff that I've yelled at. <laughs> God, oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, it's just, it's out of control, like, really. And that's the problem with, like, not just a problem with the AFL from that perspective. Like, this is almost like a part two of the, the fright game. So political correctness and green maggots and whoever butchered this guy's next three weeks, you can get stuffed. But the AFL, like, really, can they get? Can they just stop bullshitting us? Like, they, they, the wonder why people are not enjoying the game as much. They just bullshit on a little bit, like myself. Can you believe? Can you believe that the reason that they gave for the two missed score review farces over the weekend was a technical issue? 
Yeah. I think the issue might have been that the whoever was checking what went wrong looked at the wrong footage. It it's just mind-boggling. You've either got to do one or two things. Spend the cash, you tight ass AFL. Stop worrying about AFLX and AFL, you know, AFL with sweet and sour sauce in China. Get rid of all those types of games and invest money into a bunker like the NRL do and use that for every single game. Or yeah. get rid of the whole thing altogether. Or last but not least, just say it's only for the ones that hits the post or touched on the line. That's it. If the umpire doesn't call it from 45 metres out, too bad, too sad. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. <laughs> it's bullshit. And so you, um, I'm just sick on... of the bullshit the AFL keeps rolling out, out week after week. Oh, they've got... It just, they've just got an excuse for everything. On Tuesday, Peps, on SEN, they have uh, the umpire, what's his name? Ray... Ray... Derek Ray, Humphries. Razor Ray. No, no, Razor Ray. They had Razor Ray today. Oh, don't they have to, Do they still go with blow my whistle, baby? Do, 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 do. I have no idea, but I just, I came into it as, as Razor Ray was talking about a whole bunch of stuff. And I thought, finally, someone who is just talking the language, people say about Razor Ray what you want to say about him. But you know what? He's got a brilliant radio sta- uh, segment there with, um, with, with Jared Waitley. Yep. And he just, he just tells it how it is. He's like, yeah, we made a mistake. That happens. Sorry, but shit happens. What, 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 why, why can't more people say that? I don't know. Because don't know. what the, the, the betting people might... You, you can't have a payout on that. No. But also, the, the one with the Western Bulldogs game, that game was over. It didn't make a difference. didn't make a difference. It didn't make a difference. But from the West Coast perspective, uh, from the Fremantle perspective... But that was one kick in the whole game. Like, once again, are we going down to that? Tell me that there were other ways that... Like, how did Michael Walters get free? I'd be more worried about that. Don't worry about the 15 other goals. Exactly. So, it doesn't... doesn't, Look, I know as 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 both you and I are passionate supporters of our teams, when your team loses by less than a goal, you do analyze those little you know one percenters here or there and you go we were robbed da, da, da. but i mean if your team was any good they shouldn't have been in that position anyway yeah but it was you know you, you don't cry over spilt milk you weren't good enough on the day yeah. a perfect example is like you know there's teams that have gone out and kicked not they one goal late in the last quarter <laughs> but i can tell you now that if we had one of those, we couldn't blame it because we still kicked another seven. Yeah. You can't, it's, yeah, it's crap. I think you just got to, I think um, one of the best quotes, I, I like watching a little bit of the UFC and it's great uh, when you watch like the ultimate fighter. And one of the pieces of advice that um, Dana White says to the fighters when they you know first get in, he goes, guys, I'm going to give you one simple piece of advice and it is don't, leave the result in the hands of the judges. Yep. Don't leave it to the umpires to win the game for you. Do it mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. So that's my fry pan this week. I thought it was pretty good. Green maggots. You know what? So hashtag green maggots rule. Um, <laughs> get this guy back. Um, but yeah, the AFL, stop bullshitting us. We can sniff it a mile away. Okay. <laughs> leave, leave, leave the bullshit to me <laughs> and this podcast. 
I, I totally agree. I totally, totally agree. agree. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you one other thing. One last thing that's a little bit of uh, excuse the explicit language this week of bullshit. Mm-hmm. I just checked our uh, tipping comp and uh, a certain fine wines is three in front at the top of the ladder. Yeah. Anything you, you wanna, best, anything you want to say? Separate, I'm the best ever in Australia. I told you this. Yep. Yep. I'm, I'm, I'm a natural winner. I'm a natural the, winner. If you're, if you're so good at getting uh, getting the tips, you ever thought about becoming a Moya? What's a Moya? They're the Jewish guys that take the foreskin off. Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) You're sitting on a beautiful 64. I'm in second place with 61. Uh, Just incredible at 58. And then a massive one point behind on 57. Morton meets the eye. It's very tight. It's a very tight competition. Very tight. Um, The most exclusive footy tipping comp on this podcast, I must say. It is. It is. Hey, I've got some questions. Oh, you got some questions. Okay, let's belt these up. By the way, thank you to all the listeners who do contribute the questions just to let you know next week we're going live. You'll be able to see these gorgeous faces of uh, the peps and of J dog live on Facebook, on our Facebook page next week. So you will be interacting right away. We're going to be doing a live recording. The first ever live recording of the uh, lace out podcast, submit your questions as we're going live. We're going to have our, bits and pieces that we have to get through, but we're going to interact directly with you. So I can't wait. I know Jamie's packing darkies. I've got the bedrooms all set up, AKA the studios. We're ready to go. I can't wait. <laughs> it's, it's, it might end up a, a Logie's experience or as we might say, it could be the next man. Oh man. We don't know. We oh, don't Jesus, know. Man, oh man. Hello, shirts off. Um, so, you know, make sure you tell everyone, yeah, we'll, we'll put a few announcements up during the week, but make sure you get your, your mums and your sisters and your aunties and your wives to watch us. You know, we might even get the rigs out towards the end if we get enough, uh, enough likes, but, um, Jamie, you got some questions from the, the listeners hit, hit us. What I do. Got? So we got, we got one from, uh, from, um, Philip and Josh. Oh, Philip and Josh, a loyal, one of the Phillips. Phillips. Phillip, he is a loyal listener. Okay, so from 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 Joshua Mouth out there, yep. Um, tonight uh, on the on the boys chat, there's a bit of a bit of heat going back and forth about about Gary Ablett. Yep. This is from him. Poor bloke has had an impeccable record his whole career. Anyone remember Ryan Crowley? Just went up to him and need him in the quad of the centre bounce. Poor guy had probably put up with every trick in the book when he was the best player in the comp for all those years. I'd say he's probably entitled to throw a few elbows out. Now he slowed down a bit. Yep. I hate how everyone has jumped on his bandwagon and he'll get turned into the next Adam Goods at this rate. Another superstar of the game getting cast aside because some gutless keyboard warriors. Pisses me off. How can we celebrate? Right, how about we celebrate how good he has been for 15 years? So this guy was drafted in 2001. So he's been around for a long time. Yep. Oh, look, let, let's just say he's a superstar. Probably one of the best ever to play the game. It's just all poppy syndrome. That's we all it is. We, we know that. We know that. But on the other side of the fence, I was chatting to somebody who knows G. Ablett during the week. I was chatting to someone who knows someone who knows G. Ablett. And he reckons while he was up at Gold Coast, if you want to talk about tall poppy, he, he felt like he was the only poppy. He'd have his own training regime. He wouldn't train with everybody else. He walked around being King Dick. And you know, I was talking about being one of probably the biggest tight asses there. True. Yeah. So 
that's off the field stuff. But, you know, it's just the whole hands up in the air, begging for free kicks, etc. I don't think anyone likes. Um, look, people know he's been a gun player. I think he's been a superstar. He's probably having his best year in probably the last three or four. Yeah. But that's what we do. If, if, if everything was kosher, buddy, we wouldn't have a footy channel. This podcast wouldn't exist and we wouldn't have any content. So we're going to make up a story where we can. And yeah. when he does something good, we will pat him on the back. And when he does something that we don't like, we'll slap him on the ass. Yeah. I think that's yeah. a fair point. Yeah. Like that. I reckon. Let's, 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 we get stuck in everyone. doesn't matter who we get stuck into. No, nah, we get stuck into our, our own teams more than anyone. All right. So another one. This is from, this is from another Josh. This is from, this is from Josh Johnson. He said, why don't you guys uh, talk about why there aren't too many players wearing long sleeve shirts? Bring them back. Also, who are the current players who rock them? Oh. So, well, Pips, you're a long sleeve wearer? Oh, I was a massive long sleeve wearer. And I, I, don't, I don't want to keep telling the tale, but I just thought it was one of those things that, you know, I like to hide. It's like mystique. It's like, you, you know, you come out and you see this guy on a long sleeve, you think soft. But you know what it is? We're just hiding everything that's underneath. Just the massive rigness that we have. And then well, we're in good company. Oh, and then when you're, rack, when you're racking up 25, 30 possessions a game, you've kicked two or three. You, the opponent hasn't seen your face all day because all he's seen is the number six on your back because he's been chasing tail. You could wear a jockstrap and a pair of gun boots. It wouldn't make a difference because your ability will win over, you know, the fact that I'm wearing a long sleeve. And standing out, the umpires like to see a bit of long sleeve action. I can tell you that. All right. Shall we go All through? Right. Shall we go through? I will, I will prove that the umpires love a long sleeve. There's a certain gentleman by the name of Brad Hardy, who has been inducted into the AFL Hall of Fame, who wore a long sleeve every game of his career mm-hmm. on a Brownlow in his first year. Do I have to say more than that? Jaden Hunt. Tucky. Tucky. Jimmy Bird, Jimmy Bartell, Jimmy Bartell, Wayne Schwoss, um, uh, Darren Jarman, Daryl White, Daryl White's another one. Yes, yeah. Sauce. Yep, and Son of Surge as well. Both of them wore the long sleeves. And Both wear long sleeves. Jack Silvani. There you go. There's three sauces that have worn them over the years. Reece Shaw. We used to wear them. Reece Shaw. Heath Shaw didn't mind wearing one either. Heath Shaw. Um, yep. Jeff James Farmer. H. Jeff Farmer. Yeah, Jeff Farmer and James Aish. Tony Modra. Uh, Schultz. Yep. Nick Rewalt. Yeah, where where Nick should Rewalt. we where do you want us to stop, mate? If Wingard. You, Chad Wingard. Oh. Um Pollock. Oh, Brent Harvey. Jasper Pittard. There are lots out there. There's lots of them who wore the long sleeves. And it was always the ball ball magnets that wore the long sleeves. Because you know why? I actually think that they were getting um, like they were getting, you know, like when you run really fast and you get cold, like, you know, when you're going fast in a car and you put your hand out and you get frozen because you're going so fast in the cold air. It's because right. we're rushing so fast that we have to protect ourselves from windburn. I don't think it's the truth at all. I, th- I think that's the facts. You know, I think you, the guys with the through, guys with the ordinary rigs wear long sleeves. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I wore a, oh, definitely wear one, but I don't care. <laughs> Because I rack them up. Deledio, there's another one. Yeah, actually, a lot of those GWS players wear them, don't they? They do, don't they? It, because it's 
Um, let's go to let's go to Richmond. Um, uh, Jack Rewalt's thrown out the long sleeve. St Kilda, Gresham's worn them, but that's St Kilda. They're soft. Um, let's go to Membry's worn them as well. Membry, should we go to West Coast? Look at all the guns that were Peter. Uh, uh, what's his name? The the blonde the blonde headed guy from West Coast played in their two flags earlier on in their careers. Oh, he's the nutter. Who's right. always, huh? So Josh, I think it's fair to say. Long sleeves. I'm not a fan. I love him. Peps is a fan. I'm a massive fan. Adam Uze, Cameron Bruce. Adam, oh, Uze. Yeah. Where do we go? Oh, David Schwartz. Yes, Schwartz was aware as well. You tell me all, all the right. gun players that wore short sleeves, and I'll match it with a long sleeve. Okay, I probably Adam Goods. That, that... He wore a long sleeve. Oh yeah, Goods. He wore a long sleeve. Brownlow medalists. Wore long sleeves. Danny Frawley, long sleeves. Paul Ruse, Alistair Lynch, long sleeves. <laughs> this pod, I've only got an, I've only got a, I've only got five hundred gig on my hard drive here, fellas. I, this this podcast has to finish sometime this week, but it won't if I keep rolling out these long sleeve names. All right, another question. This one question's from Aaron Wall. Yeah, go for it, Azza. Why aren't more games played on the traditional Saturday afternoon time slot? I'll, tell, I'll give this one to you because you and make it quick because. Uh, you you love this one, you love you love the, the the scheduling. Cash, it's all about the cash. It's about the <laughs> AFL scheduling and the fact that the AFL will put one game out of the, on at a time. There needs to be more Saturday yeah. afternoon football. It's as simple as that. Yeah. There's no reason why a game can't start. One game can't start at one. Another one starts at two thirty, and another one starts at three thirty. You have one on at Fox. You want to have the first one won't go. Will go be on Foxtel. The second one will be on probably the other Foxtel channel. The third one goes to free to air, which leads into the news. Sunday afternoon, you played a little bit early. You don't have to do that twilight slot at the end. It's full of shit. You could even play two Friday night games, have a double header, one in Melbourne, one over in Perth. But you know what? It's a cash grab. It's as simple as that. It's bullshit. The grand final is played in the sun. That's where football should be played. Not on the roofs, not on the lights. 2.30, Saturday afternoons, bring on the gig. That's when the big boys play. Go Cougars. <laughs> All right. Another one from Azza. Yep. Why did a meat pie cost $14 at the China game? <sighs> Wasn't 14 No, it's $14. 14 Australian dollars. Okay. Uh, look, I think it just comes down to three words, to be honest. Mad cow what? disease. I thought it was going to be port our flogs. <laughs> port are tight. <laughs> Cow. Because they can't kill the cows over in China, they have to fly everything over. Simple as that. <laughs> maybe for St. Kilda, maybe the three words for St. Kilda will be surgery isn't cheap. <laughs> uh, do you reckon they could have had tofu pies? Oh. And how, do you, and how do you know that was actual beef? Just saying, the dog's been missing. <laughs> I was going to say that Port Adelaide being the, um, you know, people, people who broke Port Adelaide are pretty cool people. So they could have been designer pies. Oh, yeah. Could uh, Louis Von Twenties? Louis Von Twenties? Yep. Who knows? But uh, $14 is, is a bit rich. But do, you reckon, do you reckon they still would have charged 50 cents for the sauce? Saying that, you know what? I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't mind paying $14 for the, for the pie if the beer was a dollar. Oh, yeah. It'd be the other way around. 
balancing account. Yeah, balancing the economy. Yeah, you got to go. If you ever want to get in a shout at the footy, take out a home loan. Oh, and just don't and just don't try the MCC bitter. It's woeful after the second pot. I, uh, any more questions out there? <laughs> uh, yeah, let me have a quick look. Boom, 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 boom. Check, make comments. Call this. Get a public voice. Pe- people are wanting to get a line into the show, Peps. I know. Well, I think next week we might be able to um, get something along those lines. Whether it's, just, it's a, it's just gear for, for for people out there who are doing podcasts. The gear is is literally the most expensive and the hardest thing to get right. Yeah, so, first un- so until you listeners start giving us donations to afford. You know, a, a proper platform to be able to take calls. Don't complain. <laughs> Leave us a voice message. We're, we're we're running for people for people who who get a bit of um, oh, what's that? What's that? Inside a baseball sort of thing for you guys here. Our podcast mics are probably a couple of hundred dollars each, and we're running on bare minimum. Bit you know, a bit of this, a bit of stand, a bit of pop filters, and some cables and some whatnot. So you're probably looking at for Peps and I microphones and stuff all in probably around the $500 mark. Is that about right, Peps? Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. You've got to have the stand. You've got to have the pop filter. You've got to have the mic. Uh, I've got the, um, the preamp just to get a bit of boost. Then you've got the software to do it all. Then the time and effort to get it ready for you listeners. I'll tell you what, it's, it, it takes a, a massive amount of time and we love doing it, but it ain't oh, cheap. We do. It's like marriage. It ain't cheap. And um, so we've got, so, so long story short, to, to do lines in and to do video things and do all sort of stuff that takes gear. And it's really, really hard for two podcasters starting up to buy the right gear the first time you do it. So I know my birthday's coming up in October and uh, when's yours? <laughs> August actually. August, yours in August. If you want to buy us a present, a couple of road uh, podcaster pro decks, we would be able to take calls in straight away. They're only about 800 each. So listeners out there, um, yep. yep, definitely make donations. We can put a donation Maybe a donation link up on the the Facebook page this week, and hey, or a Zoom, Zoom H four or Zoom H six. Oh, look, anything that we need to uh, take it to the next step. But I'll tell you what, next week is going to be epic, epic. Can't it wait. Is, it is. I can't wait. I can't wait. Hey, um, anything else, Pips? Mate, I just want to say that I have loved tonight. We've got through a hell of a lot. Um, we we've got through a hell of a lot. Love the questions though, listeners. So keep throwing them through once again. We're there on the Facebook page. We're there on the Twitter handle. Email us. Like I said, you keep contributing. You keep asking the questions. We'll keep answering them. We'll keep throwing out the old crap banter that we do every week, but we do it because we love it. Hey, we might not, we're not, we might not be factually accurate, but we're accurate in our passion for the game. And it's as simple Correct. as that. And don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. No. Um, one thing also, do not yep. look for us on iTunes because iTunes is dead. No, nah, but Apple Podcasts will still be there. Yes, or any other podcast aggregator that you guys use. Yep. So we're on Spotify. We'll be on iTunes. We'll be on Google Podcasts, SoundCloud. You, oh, not SoundCloud. That's that's the not iTunes. Part. When does iTunes finish? Uh, it's dying. We'll be on the Apple equivalent whenever that occurs yes. as well too. But hey, you know what? Um, I've got a uh, I've got a bourbon on the shelf uh, with my name on it. So we, I think it's time to wrap this one up. Um, yeah, let's go for it. So. Um, you know what? I might have to. I might ask you actually ask you one last question before we finish. Sure. If you had to put a premiership favourite in right this minute, who would it be? Geelong. Geelong. Yeah. GWS, my friend. GWS. They are the sleeping giants. But you know what? When two people disagree, that's two people who love their footy, and the way that they love their football, Jamie, is what. Lace out. Lace out. Have a great week. Go Ds. Go Ds. Bye, everyone.